All right, good morning. Uh, if you have your Bible this morning, turn with me over to uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. A lot of times people get Galatians and Galatians mixed up. So this is G-A-L. Look with me. I think Daryl's still working on trying to get this up here going. Uh, just put, put some stuff up there on and having a little technical difficulties, the old saying goes. When you finally stand with us this morning, say a prayer for me this morning, and old Arthur, he's moved in. He'll just come in uninvited and stay with you for a few days. But uh, I'm going to begin reading. Well, I want to read one verse in, uh, in chapter uh, uh, in verse 1 there. When Paul was writing to the Galatians and he said, stand fast, and that word means stand firm. Stand firm. Therefore, in the liberty, that means freedom. Amen. The liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled Again, with the yoke of bondage. Now I want to go over in verse 16 and pick it up. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Anybody know that? And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the thing that you would or you wish you could do. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, idolatry, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, humiliation, wrath, strife, sedition, hearsay, Envying, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, Paul said, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But then in verse 22, he said, but, there's that word but, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering. I lost my place. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ, they that are, and they that are Christ, have crucified the flesh with the affection and the lust. If ye live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Brother Rick, next to bless the Lord. Most gracious, loving Heavenly Father, Father, thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to be here in your house. Yes. Under God, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for another day, Lord, for yes. forgiveness, Lord. Thank you. 
Father, we just pray, Lord God, for our speaker there. Father, Father, we pray, Lord, that you touch him, Father, in a mighty, mighty way this morning, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord God, for the word. Father, we just thank you for the word, Lord, that you left us here, Father. Lord, yes, Lord. Walk by, Lord, to make it to you someday, Lord. Yeah. Father, we just pray, Lord God, that they're anointing fall upon him, Lord. Father, we just pray yes. that arthritis, Father. He just don't even know he's got it. Yes, yes Lord. Father, yes. We pray, Lord God, Help us this morning, Jesus. Mighty, mighty Have your way, Lord. Mm. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for each and every blessing, Father, you give us each day, Lord. And we pray all this this morning in your holy and most precious name. Amen. 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 We want to look in verse 5 or verse 1 to lay out the rest of this chapter. As Paul was encouraging them to stand fast or firm in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. You know... He was saying them, as he said on over there, he said, I have told you this before. You know, and that reminds me of a scripture back over in Timothy where Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, stir up that gift that is in you, Timothy. Now we as ministers and teachers of any kind, Brother Larry, if we can't Get the, if we cannot get stirred up and the gift that God's given us, and if that don't stir us, the Word of God don't stir us, then how in the world are we going to help stir up others? Amen, brother. And so he told Timothy, first of all, before you can stir up the church and the gift that's in them, you have got to get it stirred up in you first. Amen. Yep, right. I've always said there is much, and sometimes, you know, we will lay it off on the preachers. We'll like, well, I don't like this preacher. I don't like that preacher. I don't like this teacher. I don't like that teacher. I, I don't like this singer. I don't like that singer. Mm. If they're ministering the Word of God to you, it may be that they're not the problem. It may be that you're the problem. Amen. Because I've always said there is much fire behind this podium as they are in the pews. And there is much in the pews a lot of times as they are behind the pulpit. And so here Paul was reminding them to stand fast or firm in the liberty. Wherewith Christ hath made us free. Free from what? Free from the bondage of sin that we all knew. Amen. Amen. Has anybody ever been a sinner? Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. Amen. Then you know that you was in bondage to sin. Oh, yeah. yep. And sin controlled our life. Amen, brother. Remember this because I'm going to move on here in a minute. But I'm going to slow it down this morning because this is too important to miss. But if we have been born again, we have had the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives. In other words, just simply making it simple this morning, if you've been to an old altar somewhere or another, it may be in the barn, it may be in the bedroom, bathroom, anywhere, but wherever that you have humbled yourself before Jesus Christ and asked Him to forgive your sins and be sincere about it, I promise you, 
He is going to forgive you of your sin, and therefore you've been set free from the old life, the old bondage of sin uh, that we once lived in. Hey, man. So Paul said, it's not that you're not saved. He said, you just need to stand firm in what you believe. You know, there's a lot of people today in this world that's mixed up. There's a lot of preachers today that's mixing up the people because they've not figured out what they stand for. I'm telling you, it's not going to be hard to understand what I stand for because I don't care to tell you how. I believe uh, in preaching the truth, amen. Uh, I believe in preaching uh, the way Jesus said uh, uh, that it needed to be preached, amen. Amen, And I'm not a bit ashamed to tell you uh, that I one time was a sinner. Uh, I hear people sometimes say, well, I'm a sinner uh, uh, saved by grace. Uh, No, friends, uh, you're not a sinner if you've been saved by grace. Uh, You might used to have been a sinner, uh, but praise be unto God, uh, you've been set free from that uh, if you have repented of your sins uh, and allowed Jesus Christ uh, to come in and be Lord uh, of your life. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. He's worthy to be praised because He has set you free. The only one could set you free. He's the only one that could set you free. So He was reminding them here in verse 5 to stand or, or stay firm in the liberty wherewith God has given us. How many's free this morning? How many's free? If you're not free this morning, uh, it's not God's fault. Uh, it's not the preacher's fault. Uh, so you say, well, whose fault is it? Uh, it's your fault. Uh, amen. Uh, it's your fault if you don't want to be set free. Uh, you see, we have a choice this morning, amen, uh, to whether we want to keep on living in bondage to sin uh, or where we want to be set free. Uh, now, if you don't want to be set free, uh, just keep on going down uh, the road of bondage. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, that road that you're on uh, only leads to one place, uh, and that is eternity in hell this morning. It's eternity in hell. Preacher, are you judging me? No, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. When he called me to preach, he gave me liberty to preach. Amen. Amen, brother. I've had people to say, preacher, you're just too hard on something. How in the world can you get too hard uh, on the Word of God uh, when I'm not near as hard, Mark? You're not near as Word, Rick. You're not near as hard uh, with the Word of God uh, as what Jesus was. Sometimes the truth, even though we know it'll set us free, uh, Sometimes it hurts, amen. But the Bible said if you know the truth and do the truth, then you've been set free. Praise God this morning. One day I learned the truth. I learned the truth, Brother Mark. And the truth was I was a sinner and I was on my way to hell. But the good truth of it is I got down one day and I took care of that. And now then, I'm on my way to heaven. Anybody that don't want to go to heaven instead of hell, there's something the matter with them. They need to be drawing a mental check. So he went on over here 
In verse 16, and he said, This then, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You say, what is the lust of the flesh? The Bible demonstrates the lust of the flesh as strong desires and sinful nature. You know, we're all born into sin. We're all born with a sinful nature. And you know, Brother Mike, we're going to hold to that sinful nature till we get to the age of accountability to know right from wrong. And then we're no longer under our parents and grandparents' attention. In other words, uh, when we get to the age of accountability, ever what age that is, uh, and it may be any ages, 9, 10, it may be 20 before you come to, uh, to, that, to that place. Uh, but whenever you realize that you know right from wrong, uh, then you're going to be responsible for yourself. Amen. 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 You know, a lot of people, and I have people to tell me uh, sometime, uh, sometime, Brother Ricky, down here, uh, well, uh, I just can't go to church because this one's going to that church, uh, and I know them, and I know they're not living right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I just, uh, I tell them, I say, look, uh, I don't know, I'm no judge, uh, but listen to this. Uh, I said, I'd not rather go to church with a hypocrite than uh, to go to hell with them. Don't use that excuse on me. I can't live right because somebody else is not living right. Anybody ever hear that? If you're looking for a perfect church, if you're here this morning and you're looking for a perfect church, uh, you might as well leave now because this ain't hit. But before you leave, I want to say something. If you ever find a perfect church, come and get me. I want to go see it. Oh, yeah. Amen, brother. But he went on and he said, For the, fl- for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would or the things that you would like to do. Now, I want to back up there and I want to put these two verses, uh, verse 16 and verse 17. I want to sort of run them together here. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the thing that you would like to do. Now, remember what he said in verse 1. This I say then, walk in the spirit uh, and ye shall not fulfill uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh. I've done told you what that is. But do you remember, friends, when you was a sinner? Now, I won't stand up here and t- lie to you. I just won't lie. If I'm not intentionally, I won't lie to you. Uh, but uh, but we, there is pleasure in sin. Boy, that was awful weak. How many know that there's pleasure in sin? If we've all been sinners, we've all sinned. And let's be honest, there is pleasure in sin. But then the Bible says uh, that it only lasts for a season. For a season. So we know that there's pleasure in sin. And we went through this sinful life. 
And we enjoyed the pleasures of sin. But you know, we never did stop back then. We didn't, never did stop and count what it was going to cost us to partake of these pleasures of sin. See, we didn't worry about the cost of it. But then one day, thanks be unto God, <laughs> I began to think about, I began to think about, Brother Mark, I began to think about if I died, the price I was going to have to pay for partaking of these sins and these pleasures. You see, there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. So when we become Christians, in other words, is what Paul is saying here, when we become Christians, uh, then these desires is gone. They're gone. We give them to God. These sins, we give them to God. And so, that is when the battle really starts. Because the Bible said, you know, the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. Now, when we were sinners, we didn't have to put up much of a battle to be a sinner. Amen? As long as Satan had us on his side, going down his way to hell, uh, there wasn't no battle to it. Well, no battle to it. But now, when I got saved, I'm talking about me. I don't know about you. I don't have your feelings. But when I got saved, I'm telling you, that's when the battle really started. What kind of battle? A battle between the flesh and the spirit. See, this old body has got was born with a flesh. Uh, uh, with a sinful nature to it, uh, and it will die with a sinful nature. That's why this old body you're looking at can't go to heaven. Uh, this old body, because of sin, uh, uh, sin is corrupted it, uh, and sin uh, is going back to the dust of the earth where it came. Uh, thanks be unto God this morning, church, uh, that I'm not the man I used to be. Uh, I'm still growing, Rick. I'm still growing, uh, and I'm not where I really want to be, uh, but as Ricky said, I'm better than where I used to be at. Satan will come sometime, if you Christians, and I know you know what I'm saying here, sometimes a devil will come and catch us off guard and this old sinful flesh, if we're not careful, we wake up and we've done allowed the devil to come in and start playing with our, our mind. He'll come in. He'll come in. You say, well, the Bible says if we uh, uh, resist the devil, he'll flee from us. Uh, yeah, but it also says in another scripture, uh, we're going to battle him until Jesus comes. Amen. There you go, brother. Amen. Tell the truth, brother. It's a struggle, amen. Every day. Life is a struggle. I don't care if you're a sinner or a saint. Uh, life anymore is a struggle. Can anybody say amen? amen. 
These people you think, well, yeah, you know, sin or the devil, the devil, I can serve the devil a whole lot easier than I can the Lord. No, you can't. The Bible says, and I've had free, free, uh, people to say, well, I used to be saved, uh, but I just couldn't live a Christian life. Uh, if you've got that attitude about it, uh, uh, then uh, I don't believe you were saved to start with. Amen. Because if, if you, if you'd rather take what Satan has got to offer, Instead of what God has to offer, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. The only thing He can offer you. And let me tell you something. I lived on that side for the devil. He was my master. I served him and I flesh. I followed him. I desired the pleasures of sin, the pleasures of the flesh. So you can't tell me anything about that. I already know because I've lived it. But when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and that's back in 83, that's been several years ago. Sure, I still battle. I battle every day. But thanks be unto God, I've got a better captain at the rim of my battles than I used to have. But it's every day a battle. Let me go on. And he said, Now the works of the flesh are all of these manifested, which are these adultery, fornicate, uncleanness, adultery. And I've read that too. And all of these things, envy and murder, drunkenness, revealing, and such like of which I tell you, let's he said, I tell you before, or told you before, as I'm telling you now, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that's pretty plain, isn't it? You say, well, preacher, you ought to say that. I didn't say it. The Word of God said it. When you sin, you're going to pay for it. Unless you repent of it. And if you're doing these things, you say, well, I ain't doing all of these things. It don't matter if you do one of these things that the Bible says is sin. Uh, the Bible said uh, when you do one, uh, then you're guilty of all. Amen. Because the Bible says you may do one, two, three of these sins and not the other millions of sins. Uh, and you may not do them. Uh, but if you're committing one of these sins uh, and you don't repent of it and quit doing it, uh, you might as well do them all because you're just guilty before God's high place because the Bible says that no sin is going to enter in. No sin is going to enter into the kingdom of God. So we know what, what all this lust of the flesh is, strong desire, sinful nature. But now then in verse 22, he changed this. Verse 22. We want to really look at this. And that word but, and I've always said, and you've heard it, when there is a sentence begins with the word but or else, you better pay attention because there's something important about to be said. Not of me, but of God. But, now he said the fruit of the Spirit, here is the difference, the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, Anybody know anything about love? Joy. Anybody know anything about joy? Peace. Long-suffering. 
gentleness, goodness, and there's that word faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of Christ, and Jesus said, and I, looked, and I looked at them words there a little bit and I thought about them. And I thought about the Spirit is love. What did Jesus tell us to do? Love everyone as I have loved you. That's it, Brother Mark. He said, love one another. He said, as I have loved you. Amen. Now I want you to think on this for just a second. Do you love others the way that God has loved you? Think about it. Think about it. Boy, it's getting quiet now. We may just need to close up and go home and chew on this for this afternoon and come back tonight. But then on the other hand, we'll just do it while we're here because you may not come back tonight. But love. That's the fruit of the Spirit is love. Sometimes, sometimes I fail in the first fruit of the Spirit of God. You and I ain't the only one, Brother Mark, done it. You and I may be the only ones that admit it. But there have been times in our life that somebody said something to us, done something to us, talked about us. And we just can't love them the way Jesus loved us. Some people say, I can't love, I can't love Mark because he said something about me. I can't love Brother Larry because he went and talked to Ricky about me. I can't love him. And when you do that, it hurts my feelings. And I'm going to say, well, if they don't love me, I ain't going to love them. Is that the right attitude to have? Is that the, right, is that the attitude that we have sometimes? You say, well, they talked about me. They talked about me. How can I love them? They talked about me. Well, ask yourself this question, and I'm going to give you the answer if you don't know it. How many of us, when we were sinners, talked about Jesus? How many of us rejected Him? How many of us denied Him? How many of us lied about Him? How many of us made the same? Oh, I just don't believe in those God. I don't believe in going to church. I, oh, they're hypocrites here and hypocrites everywhere. I'm better than they are. I don't believe Jesus died for my sins. I don't believe nobody died for me. But the fact of it is, He did. Yes, He did. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. You know. The way that I treated Jesus, the way that I treated Jesus, and the way that I denied Him, and the way that I sinned against Him and every sin in the world. Persecuted the church with my mouth. Hurt my family, hurt my friends. I 
But when I needed forgiveness and I went to Him, He said, you're forgiven. After everything I'd done to the Lord, Brother Mark, I cursed Him. I'd done everything. And I'd done everything against the Holy Ghost that could be thought of. But still, when I got to the very bottom and I had nowhere else to go, I looked up. I cried out. If there's a God in heaven, if you forgive me of my sins, I'll serve you the rest of my life. If you will just forgive me and help me get out of here. And when I said that, He said, you are forgiven. Hallelujah. All the sins I committed against the Lord was put under the blood that day. Put under the blood. And then we can't enjoy what God has for us to enjoy. When we come to church because the devil has got her mind on everything and everybody else. I don't where I go. I don't care where I go to the church or revival or whatever. If there's a seat on the front or close to the front as I can get, I'm going to be on it. And there's so many people that wants to go to the very back. I'm not preaching about you people back there at the back, Ronnie. You say, well, why? I'm not like a lot of people. My mind, it don't take a whole lot to distract my mind. And if something's going on back there in the back, I have felt myself getting my mind off on what's going on and watching what's going on uh, more than I'm listening to the preacher or the singing. Now, not everybody's like me, and I understand that. Some people just don't pay no attention to what's going on around them if they're in church, except what's going on up in front. But I'm not one of them people. I'm not one of them people. So the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. You know, the Bible says, the Bible says there's joy in the Lord. Now, I don't see where the Bible says there are any joy in the pleasures of sin. <clears throat> Not no joy in that. They're only pleasure that only lasted for a season. But there's joy in the Lord because there's no season on head as long as you serve Him. Uh, you can be joyful every day, amen. Every day. So then there's peace. There's peace. You don't have to raise your hands and you don't have to say anything. But when you was a sinner, how much peace did you have? When you was a sinner, how much peace did you have? When you go to bed at night and you know you'd been a sinning and you know you're the sinner, how much peace could you find in knowing that if you died, you was going to go to hell. Has anybody been there? Has anybody been there? So there's no peace. There's no peace in serving the devil. No peace. 
But the Bible said, over in John 14 or 15, Jesus said, when I go away, He said, I will give you peace. And that peace will remain upon you when I go away. He said, now I'll give you a peace when I go that the world, listen to this, that the world don't have to give you. See, the world don't have any peace to give you. Only thing the world has got to offer you is a few pleasures uh, and a whole lot of trouble. So peace. And all of these things that's going on around about us. Different opinions on what's going on. And the devil, I'm going to say this because y'all quiet and I believe you'll get it. The devil will use any tactic he can and any bad thing that he can, he will use it to get your mind off from the Lord. Anybody understand that? Yep. So, we need to stop and think. We see what's happening. And we see Christians. See Christians today. That, and some of them are just simply drawn away from God. They've allowed the devil to keep their minds on this pandemic. Day and night, that's all they think about. This talking the other night, they said people had overdosed on it, people had been housed in, people drugged out on it, killed themselves, people shot themselves, people done this and done that to take their own lives. See, the devil will use something like this to destroy you and me and our salvation. But verse 24 said, And they that are Christ, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Now notice who he said. They that are Christ. Mean, simply meaning those that are saved. If you're saved this morning, look what he said. If you're saved this morning, then you have crucified this flesh. You have crucified uh, the desires of this flesh. You, you, have, uh, you, you have crucified uh, the old man and you have had a new life. That's why the Bible says over Colossians, over on in Colossians, uh, then chapter 3 and verse 1, Jesus said, If ye therefore, see how is it? See, let me see if I can find it. He said, If ye then be risen with Christ, that means if you've been, been saved, crucified the flesh, if ye then be risen with Christ, he said, Seek those things which are above where Christ setteth 
on the right hand of God. Set your affections, your thoughts, your memories, everything you do, set them on the Lord, on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. And then again in verse 5, down there, He mentioned again the sins of this world. But praise be unto God. He said, if ye then be risen with Christ, set your affections on things above. We as Christians today, we need to get our minds set on heaven. Amen. Because that's where we're going to spend eternity at, not on things here. Uh, if you've crucified the flesh this morning, uh, and we have become, Paul said, Behold, uh, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Set our fictions. But where have we got our minds set on today? Amen, where is our minds set on today? How often do we think about heaven? How, how often do we, do we look to heaven? How often do we ask Christ to direct our lives? They that are Christ have crucified the flesh. Have you crucified the flesh? with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now people will say, well, what in the world does that mean? Verse 25, it said, this verse, listen to this, this verse means since we live by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit. That is, since the Spirit gave us, gave us new life when at our conversion. We then should stay in step with His leading and promoting or whatever throughout life. So, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Now let me say this before I close here today. Think about what they're saying. Ever who your master is, ever which one you're following, they are your master. Now the devil has got a spirit of evil. He's got a spirit of evil. And if you follow Him, if you follow Him, you're going to have a lot of trouble down through life. Because you have allowed Him to be your master. You'll follow. You say, well, I'm not saved, but I'm not following the devil. If you're not saved, don't tell me you're not following the devil. They ain't but two masters, and that's either Christ or that's the devil. Amen. Amen. There's either good or evil, right, Mark? Good or evil. And so, but he said here, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Walk means to follow Him. If we've been saved, 
The Bible says without the Spirit dwelling in you, you're not one of God's. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you, then you don't, you don't have anything in there to fight your battles with. Amen. You don't have anything to fight your battles with. When you go out here against Satan, I'm going to tell you without the Spirit of God being in you, you're going to lose the battle. Amen. Satan is going to chew you up just like he told Peter. He said, Peter, he said, I'm going to pray for you. Peter said, well, I don't need praying for it, so to speak. He said, all you do need to pray, be prayed for. Satan, Peter said, well, why are you going to pray for me? He said, because the devil desires you. You know why the devil desires Peter? Because Peter was a follower of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something this morning, people. Satan desires to chew you up, spit you out. He desires to grind you up and laugh at you every time he gets you in trouble. That's why Jesus said, Peter, I'm going to pray for you. You're, you're going to have a battle. And I'm going to say this to every Christian in here. When you accept Jesus Christ, you got a battle on your hands. I'm going to tell you preacher something. The closer you preach and the closer you walk, you've got a battle on your hands. I battle him from sun up to sundown sometimes. He said, well, what are you battling? Because he's my enemy. He he, he, he's my enemy. Yes, and he desires to take me out of the life that I have now and take me back to the life that I used to be. But I have learned in every day that I live, I learn a little bit more. And I've learned one thing, and I want to share this with you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world out there. You can't go wrong with Jesus. There's no way you can go wrong with Jesus. And loving Him. And trusting Him this morning. You might say, <laughs> I was sitting there thinking sometimes these thoughts come to my mind and, and I've got these little old tablets and I'll just jot them down there and I'll look through the Bible and, and I found this and then there. And it says this while they're coming. Listen to this. It said, the devil is not afraid of the believer with a dusty Bible. Exactly. The devil ain't scared of a believer that's got a dusty Bible. You know why? Because the devil knows they never read it. But listen to this. But now the person with a Bible that is falling apart. It's a, that person has a life, has a life that is not falling. That makes sense. The believer that's got a dusty Bible, Satan ain't worried about. But the person that's got an old Bible that's falling apart, them's the one the devil don't want to mess with. Because their life is not falling apart. They've got it. I've got it, brother. I don't know how many Bibles, not very much. I've got just like this one right here. I've got them laid up. I've given the people pages falling out of them. If you want to see the one, I'll bring church on Wednesday night for Bible study because I don't have to carry it around much. Told the pages to fall out everywhere. Sometimes I get to reading it and I say, oh, oh, I'm skipping a page here somewhere, a chapter here, and I'll have to go through and find it, stick a page back in it. But I can go to it and I can find something before I can find it in this one. You can't go wrong with Jesus today. Stand with me. If you're here this morning and you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ, if you're struggling this morning and you're going through a storm in your life,
This altar is a place to find peace. If you wake up in the morning, and you have no peace, you can find it here this morning. For Jesus is your peace. If you're here this, this morning and you're having trouble, lay your head on the pill at night and go to sleep because you know that if you die, you're hell bound. I'm just plain spoken. You're hell bound. You can do something about that this morning. Right here, right now. For whatever need it is, Jesus has the answer. And all you have to do is just come and ask Him for it. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Nobody's going to make fun of you. If you just want to come and just talk to Jesus this morning, I'm done. Now this is between you and Jesus. This is decision time. This is a time you've got to make your own decision. Somebody else can't make it for you. You've got to make it yourself. Just as I am. You've been in this storm.
inside me For I'm sheltered in the arms of God So let the storms rage high The dark clouds rise They won't worry me Worry me, for I'm sheltered safe. 